0: Welcome to Game Time in the Triangle. I'm host Trisha Williamson. Today, I welcome Danielle Sullivan, the head coach of the Panther Creek girls basketball team, last year's 4A state champions. Last week on High School Hoops, Southeast Raleigh traveled to South Garner. This is South Garner coach Ashley Fuller's second year, and she's led the team to a winning 14-6 overall record and an eight four conference record. The South Garner team, led by standout players Taylor Moore and Tamia Darden, held the lead for nearly the entire game.
1: That's Darden's spot, second three of this quarter. There's a block from the help side defender, Taylor Moore, and here come the Titans. Darden enters. Moore beat the front defender and rolls one in for Moore, a freshman, six foot two for South Garner with the block. Two straight blocks Southeast Raleigh
0: was competitive and came close to matching South Garner's score at halftime with 21 points to South Garner's 22. But the Titans surged in the second half and pulled ahead quickly, eventually gaining a double digit lead. The final score was South Garner 49, Southeast Raleigh 34. After the game, coach Ashley Fuller spoke to Jay Sunhalter about
1: her team. And now with the winning coach, Ashley Fuller coach, Outstanding performance by your team. First of all, the effort that they played with tonight, the hustle. How special does this team mean to you?
2: Oh, man, this is this is the group. This is These are my babies. They're super special to me. We preach defense. We try and get after you on defense for four quarters straight, and I feel like tonight's mission was totally
1: accomplished. And since you've come into the program, you've built this up quickly, a lot of wins under you. What does it take? To get this program to the next level. Oh
2: man, get emotion. Consistency. It just takes consistency. Buy-in. They bought in. They're buying into what I'm asking them to do. I'm pushing them hard day in and day out, and they're locking in over and over and over again. We face so much adversity, but they they continue to lock in over and over and over again.
1: We're here in February, and your team playing so well. What's it gonna take for this team to make a deep playoff run? Oh. We gotta we gotta knock some shots down for sure, but we gotta get a bunch of stops on defense,
2: limit our turnovers, stay together, and just and just keep pushing. We'll be there. We, the plan is to be there March 16th at Reynolds or Chapel Hill, wherever we gotta go.
1: Congratulations on the victory. Look forward to watching you and the team the rest of the season. And here's your high school hoops trophy.
0: Right now, I am joined by Danielle Sullivan. She is the head basketball coach for the girls team at Panther Creek High School. Last year, Panther Creek won the 4A state championship. Welcome Danielle. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So we are, I'm on location today because it is in the middle of basketball season. Well almost done with basketball season. And so you're kind of in it all week, aren't you? We are. We are. I think we have like, you know, four or five more games left <clears throat> in the regular season. Then
2: we hit conference tournament and then state playoffs. Are you all a shoe in for playoffs yet? Um, We got to take care of business. I mean, it, it's looking like if we take care of business in conference, you know, we should seed with the other one seeds. But I think with the max preps ratings and all those things, you kind of never know exactly where you're going to fall. But... It's 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 looking pretty good for us.
0: We are recording this a couple of weeks before it's going to air. But right now, you all are fourteen and four, and you're nine and zero in the conference, which is amazing. I'm sure you're pretty proud of your girls. I am. I am. It's been it's been a good ride. What um, as far as like seniors and freshmen and who you had to bring up this year, who you lost last year? What does your team look like? So we lost two off of our state championship team. Um, We have
2: added a freshman. We retained four seniors who are part of our starting lineup. And then we've added one freshman. We added three sophomores. So we have a squad of about 13, Um, 10 on a consistent night. And we've got three that are doing part of the fifth quarter rule. So they're playing a couple of quarters on JV and a couple of quarters on varsity. So once the JV season ends, then they will be full varsity kids for
0: us. So as far as like cohesion of your team from last year to this year, do you feel like that teamwork is still there? I do. Uh, I feel like because we
2: retained so many and so many impact players for us, it allowed the ones that are new to us to kind of just fall in line and fall in place and kind of, I think we've had more of a adjusting period as to what roles people play. But as far as cohesion and them liking each other and enjoying each other's company, that's
0: been easy. Like,
2: did your team captain
0: graduate last year, or is she still here?
2: Well, last year was kind of unique. We didn't really necessarily name captains last year. Um, Our starting five was the same for two years, so they all kind of shared that role. So this year, we transitioned it to, I've got four seniors who all equally, when when they call for captains, all four of them go out, because all four of them play a different role for us. Some of them more on the court, some more off the court, but all of them for us play a huge role.
0: I've talked a bit to athletes and we talk about moving from, you know, like high school to college or college to the NBA. And there's always that kind of like um, the need to kind of work together and build teamwork and and build trust in order to be a good team. And um, I'm wondering how you do that with your girls. So that was a big challenge for us this year because I knew we brought
2: Taylor Barner, Olivia Tucker, Kirsten Smalls. Those were our big three that we brought back this year. Um. And I knew that the ones coming in, they were going to have to, the older ones were going to have to extend some grace to our younger ones. Our younger ones were going to have to let themselves work through some mistakes and not hold themselves to too high of expectation. Um, we knew we needed them to see some success early, and they did. so I think that allowed that bridge, if you will, to happen between the older returners mm-hmm. um, seeing those young ones be successful in game situations and as practices went on as games have went on we're now 18 games in there's a whole lot more trust and I think with any new team there's got to be a level of trust Mm -hmm. and that has to build and get better as the year went on so I think they trust each other and enjoy each other more now mm-hmm. than they did October 31st when we started, which is the goal. We wanna be playing our best basketball in February and March, not in November. So I think we truly are finding our stride, finding who we are, finding where people play and where they can be successful and what they can add, whether it's you know from the bench, on the floor, two minutes here, 30 seconds, or you know 20 plus minutes finding
0: their spot and finding that everybody for us this year is super important. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. The end of the season is conference play, right? Like that's it when is. you. Okay, it and is. that's like the. Do we consider this the most important time? Like the most difficult time? Why is um, in conference and out of conference different? So we
2: always view it as <clears throat> different seasons. So we have preseason, which is typically our non-conference. Um, that typically, in the, over the last couple of years, I would say since post-COVID, the preseason non-conference and conference schedules get a little mixed for a couple of games it used to be this is year 11 for me at panther Creek, so it used to be you played all non-conference you played all conference conference tournament and state playoffs um for us we played some non-conference we played two conference games um and then we played over christmas break which was all non-conference we came back and played a week of of conference games and then we played in a martin luther king tournament at green level which was also Mm non-conference once that game hit everything else is conference for okay. us so it kind of for some teams overlaps a little bit yeah um I think it's just how the coach div- you know figures out that schedule but we always look at it as you've got non-conference and then conference we break down into two rounds because you play everybody twice I so see we look at round one how did we fare coming through round one we kind of clean the slate and then we okay round two mm-hmm. um Because with conference, anything can happen. And just because you beat somebody the first round doesn't mean they're going to look the same the second time that you play them because they're home and away. So I see you may have to travel the second round or, you know, the second time you play them. Um, Then we look at conference tournament and then from there, state playoffs. So I think for us, conference dictates a whole lot of where your state playoff seating is going to fall. Okay. max preps and then chsa look at it as a whole um but i think it builds like i don't think you want for us we play really we've played a really tough non-conference schedule with some adversity in some different places at different times with some travel involved because our conference is so close that we don't travel more than 30 minutes That's nice. It's super nice. I mean, Green Hope, Green Level are right down the road. So in this, when you get to the state playoffs, you don't know where you're going to play, how far away, what time of day, if it's going to be a 5 o'clock game, a 6 o'clock game, a 7 o'clock game, if you're going to play before the boys, after. You just don't really know a lot of those things. So I try to set up what I can control Mm -hmm. to put some adversity in our schedule Yeah. so that it's not foreign. If we have to play on a Saturday evening at 2 o'clock, if we have to travel an hour, it doesn't... They aren't taken by surprise. I yeah. try to kind of throw, we change our practice times. You know, we'll practice on Saturdays. We'll practice in the early slot after school. We'll practice a late slot. Just so these girls don't get too attached to a routine. Right.
0: Because then, you know, if you're in a routine every day, something weird happens and what do you do? How right. do you figure that out? Yeah.
2: And, and I think that's the nature of high school athletics. Like nothing goes the way you think it's going to go. You know, your practice a lot of time is dictated by 10 to 12 14, 15, 16, 17 year old Mm -hmm. girls who have had great days, bad days, didn't eat lunch, didn't sleep well, passed a test, failed a test, you know, all of the things. And then they have to try to come into that practice and lock in. Yeah. So the more we can throw at them, I think the more prepared they are that, okay, I've got to be able to lock in and focus. And we talk a lot about the real world aspect. Like this is life. Things don't go how it's you always think it's going to go. You know, you can plan to be early, you can plan all these things and there's a wreck or a stoplight or construction or whatever, but that can't ruin, you know, that 10 minutes, that 30 minutes can't ruin your day. It can't dictate the rest of your day. Um, We talk a lot about giving up your power. Like, that little bit of your day, you can't give that that power to ruin the rest of your day or dictate how your day's going to go. So we try and throw some adversity at them, you know, to kind of prepare them in all aspects because ultimately at the end of the day, eventually they're gonna be students and maybe moms and college students and go into work and They got to be prepared as much as you possibly can be. There's lots of things you can't be prepared for, but to understand that
0: things don't always work. Yeah. I mean, that's good life lessons. You and I were just talking about kids getting sick and we have to leave work and, you know, uh, little things like that in high school. Learning how to juggle is probably a great life lesson for them coming up. So the end of the season coming up, you said that you've already played all of the teams that you're going to play. Now, One time. You've already played them one time. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like there's a team that is going to be kind of your toughest challenge going forward that you're kind of um, looking forward to to get past is what I'm trying to say? Well, I think we had
2: Middle Creek right now sits at second in our conference, um, and we play them the very last game of our regular season. Um, We played green level Friday?
0: Tuesday. Tuesday. I forget
2: what day it is. Right, because
0: they had to come back against Apex the Friday before that. How did that go? Um, We won. Nice. Nice. But I think green level is
2: always a challenge for us. I think for us, where we are situated, where our school draws from as far as middle school kids and kids in general these kids a lot of them go to middle school together and then some of them go to green level and some mm-hmm. of them go to green hope so i think inherently then there is a rivalry yeah because they played on they may have play on aau teams together they may have played on middle school teams so i think you know that green level game it was senior night for us so i think there was a lot of emotions there sure. um and so i think that was a big one um you know i think looking looking on you know, Green Hope has a, a good guard. I think, um, you know, there is some word out there that Apex Friendship may get Jasmine Navar back. And I think that oh. that changes the game of our conference. She is super tough and unfortunately has been out with injuries. So, yeah. you know, I think it will be good for her to get back as a junior and get her legs under her and, and, yeah. and, and get some time. You know, you never want to see... Anybody lose time and I think she is so impactful for them and so impactful for our conference that I think if she is healthy and comes back, it it changes what our conference looks like.
0: Well, I look forward to seeing the rest of the um, the season and I hope that you all get in and do well in the playoffs. Last year, watching you all win the championship, um, I always talk about, I, I, wasn't, I didn't grow up here, but I've been here for 13 years and I start to feel an ownership to the schools around here and we've been here to air you all and I felt such pride watching you all win the 4A state championship but it must have been a much more different thing for you on that side of it. It was super surreal. Like you start the season and you
2: you see what you have, you see pre-season <clears throat> excuse me pre-season and you're like, okay, this group could be good and then as it progressed, you know, you hit your normal adversity that, that everybody hits um, and we got through conference we played a really tough schedule in dc um and then it was like for our girls we hit the state playoff run and it was a different dynamic like i saw though that group just change it was like their focus was different um you know the first round was the closest game we played and it was with green level and it was like the fourth or fifth time we had seen them which you know, as a coach, is kind of frustrating, like you. But I understand with all the numbers and everything that goes into it. Um, but that ended up, and I think it was a four-point game. And I think that was eye-opening for us. That, okay, if we're going to get where most teams at the beginning of the year say, hey, we want to win conference, you know, that may be a goal. We want to win, you know, and ultimately that state championship is there as a goal. We get through green level, and it's like we regrouped after that, and they were like, oh, wait a minute. Like, we got to lock in. Like, if this is what we're going to do, then we have to do it. And that group for the next two weeks was, for us, untouchable as far as focus and ownership. And when we came into film and the film that I sent out and all of the scouting reports, as as a coaching staff, we did ours, but those girls really worked. Like, they took it into ownership of this is what this player does. They watched film. They identified, you know, the offenses and the defenses. And... So we get all the way there, and then it becomes the week of, and it's kind of it was a it's kind of a funny week where you play on Saturday, and then you don't have the state championship for another week. And during that week, I had so many coaches that had been there before, win or lose, say enjoy the week. And I was thinking, okay, my stomach is in knots. Like right, that's how, do hard I, to do. how do I slow these girls down and have them enjoy this ride? So across that state playoff run, we. They played softball in our gym. We took them to Drive Shack. They, you know, they got to, they got to just enjoy each other. And we tried every day to say, hey, let's do, you know, we did something a little different. We, you know, let them play. I think it was like the Tuesday, Um, you know, we didn't pick up a basketball because I was like, I need them to enjoy this. I need there to be an experience. I need them to remember this. Um, And it not just be such a stressful, stressful time. Yeah. And they were, they bought in, they enjoyed it. Um, and I think the, the big moment for me, night before the game, my family comes into town, we go to eat. I couldn't tell you what we ate. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if I ate anything. Yeah. All I could think was, you know, game plan and, and I never thought I would get here. Like, you know, that I'm like living the coach's dream um, with a group of girls that I loved, with a coaching staff that I love. And it was year 10 for me. Um, so I'd been able to weather some storms and we walked into the Dean Dome and when they say, Hey, we're going to take you out to take your picture first. Um, and I knew going in, I'm like, I've got to be able to look at depth perception from the coaching perspective, because every high school gym, for the most part, there's a wall behind that goal. The Dean Dome, there's not, there's like space and space and space. So we went to Campbell that week and we were able to practice in their facility that doesn't have a wall behind there to hopefully do that. So we did that in that week. We had to do all these things. So they tell you, hey, you're going to get to come out on the, the floor. We're going to take a picture, and then we're going to take you back. When we walked out, the girls were ahead of me, and I just kind of stopped. I was like, oh, this is breathtaking. Like, it was so massive and so big. Was that the first time you had coached? That was the first time I had. I didn't play in a high school state championship. We lost in Virginia, you know, third or fourth round. I had never been on the floor um, at the Dean Dome. And in that capacity to walk out and realize just how far those top seats are that I've probably sat in watching Carolina play, now it was like the other way around. I'm really glad they did that because it gave me a chance to kind of be overwhelmed, be in the moment, but be able to take it in to then be able to go back and regroup and be like, OK. And I think it, it kind of took the edge off for the girls as well, because a lot of them hadn't been there. So they walk in. I guarantee you they were feeling the same thing I was. Yes. So it's like, OK, let's take it in. Let's take the picture. And then we could go back and we could. I mean, the whole thing was just unbelievable. It was a great experience from start to finish. And it's, you know, memories are made that, you know, I wouldn't trade for anything with those girls.
1: Olivia Tucker, as the clock winds down, Tucker lays it in, and the Panther Creek Catamounts are going to win their first ever women's basketball state championship. Dog pile at the Dean Dome. And Danielle Sullivan embraces her staff. A school that opened only 17 years ago has slayed the number one seed in the East in the regional final. Coach, amazing effort. Fourth quarter, the composure by your team to finish off the game.
2: Yeah, I felt like, you know, if we could... Battle the runs. That was the big thing. You know, it's a game of runs. If we could battle the runs and in the end get the ball in the right people's hands, I felt pretty good about our guards taking care of it.
1: And the pace at which you played at, up-tempo, really paid off, especially in the fourth quarter. So well-conditioned, you guys were able to beat their transition defense and really finish off in the paint.
2: Yeah, we did. We knew we wanted to get up and down, and we knew I felt like they could play with us for a while, but I didn't know if they could play with us for four quarters. And and that ending of the game, the last couple of minutes, I felt like we were, we were ready to go.
1: You could just tell your team wanted to make those big shots, wanted to take that shot. They were playing with an aggressive nature. Where does that come from?
2: I think it probably comes a little bit for me. You know, I, I get a little intense and, and I'm a little aggressive and, and we want to force that tempo on them and they've kind of embodied that. They've owned it and I think that's what helped us today.
1: Coach, you're a state champion. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. And right now we're in your classroom, and I'm sitting with a giant championship banner on the wall behind me, and I'm reading the plaques behind you. One of them says Coach of the Year, Danielle Sullivan, 2023. So you were named uh, NCHSAA, and then the Basketball Association also named you Coach of the Year, right? Correct. Well, first, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How did that feel when they, you know, when you get the phone call and they say, like, hey, you've been chosen?
2: Yeah, it was it, – was one of those things that you read about all these coaches for years, and I never really considered myself in the ranks with them. Um, And so to have that accolade come from your peers is a big thing. Um, You know, it can come from other people on the outside, but to have it come from your peers who know the roads you travel, who know what it takes and what the sacrifices that are made, like that for me was what made it so rewarding was that people that are in my shoes every single day know okay that's a hard place to get and she's been able to get there and be successful so I think that piece of it was super humbling Mm -hmm. Um, because there have been some phenomenal high school coaches come through the state of North Carolina so to kind of sit back and think I would never consider myself as one of those Um, but when your peers kind of Give you that honor, yeah. It's like okay, they again, they know what you do every day. They know how hard it is. They know all the things that go on behind the scenes. And basketball is so much more than if we just did X's and O's as coach. People would want to coach all the time. Yeah, it's the other things that go on that you deal with day in day out that a lot of people just have no idea everything that goes into, you know, the from grades to parents to you know. classroom management stuff you know trying to get 13 10 to 14 high school age girls mm-hmm. to all get along and all be on the same page is a is enough challenge in, in and of itself so I think it was it was super humbling and you know I was super surprised actually to to kind of think wow okay It's being recognized by somebody else.
0: Well, and it's not your full-time job. You're a teacher. You're at Panther Creek. I
2: am. I am. Um, What is your degree in? My degree is in accounting and economics. So I have a, um, a BS degree in accounting and then a BA degree in economics. So I teach accounting all day. So I'm an accountant, you know, I was an accountant before, in public accounting before I came to coaching and teaching and I realized real quickly, it'd be real hard to be a tax accountant and be able to coach and basketball is what I love and I really enjoy accounting. So to get to teach accounting one and advanced accounting all day
0: and then get to go join the girls on the basketball court. I mean, it's a pretty good gig. It's a pretty cool life, It's a pretty good gig, yeah. I, I sometimes pinch myself at this job. I get to, you know, interview people for a living. It's pretty amazing. Right, so, like, right. when you find that niche that you love, I completely understand mm-hmm. that it's just fun at work it is. every day, it isn't is. it? Um, and you played basketball in high school? I did. Did you go to college and did. play basketball there? I went to Emory & Henry and played um, basketball there for four years
2: and was a point guard. I'm not very big. So, um, but I did. And, you know, it, it's funny that my original degree is in accounting. And from the beginning, that's what I knew I wanted to do. And my dad said, "You should get your education degree." And I said, "I'm not being a teacher." He said, "Okay. <laughs> um, I am very various mu- last words. Yeah, I'm very much a daddy's girl, and he knew. And so I went into the world of a public accountant and did well and enjoyed it. It was missing a piece. Well, the only way to get that other piece, was to be a you know a teacher yeah um, because tax season is the same time as basketball season is so the two really don't work together very well that makes sense so I did in Virginia I went back and got my teaching license and I taught there for four years um, at Fort Chiswell High School in Wythe County and then came to North Carolina and I was at St Paul's High School for a year and then took the basketball program and accounting teaching
0: at Panther Creek. And that's where I've been, this is year 11. Nice. I saw on your account that you also add runner as part of your persona, who you are. Um, Is that like your stress relief? Is that how you stay athletic? It is, I enjoy running. Um, I have a six year old little guy and so I don't get to
2: run with that and being a wife and a coach and a mom and a teacher. I do a lot of running in the summer. I hate cold weather. I prefer, if I need to run in 90 degree weather, I'm good with it. If it's 40, I'm probably not running outside. Oh, opposites. I, I will. <laughs> I hate to be cold. I tell people it makes me mean. I hate to be cold. Um, but I do, I think because it's my time and I can get away and I don't need anybody else to do it with me. I don't need any equipment. I don't need to pay a membership anywhere. I can just run and... I think I enjoy it more now as I've gotten older because it does kind of detach and give you some time of just that quiet time. And I don't get a lot of quiet time. I don't get a lot of time for just me. So that that is one of the ways that I can can kind of step back. Um, I don't do it as consistently as I would like to or need to during basketball season. Mm-hmm. So I'm, um, I'm pretty consistent to October 31st, And then I get real consistent, you know, we're hoping after March, because um, we want to play as long as we can play. And so but I do I really enjoy, which to some people is a foreign you know, a foreign concept, but I do enjoy running.
0: I uh, I was terrible at any sport that involved a ball. And so I was a runner. I did cross country and track. And it's one of those things where it's, um, you can, you, like you said, you can do it anywhere. And I find North Carolina is one of the most beautiful places to run. There's so many different things that you can see and look at. And you're here in Cary, so you're pretty close to like the tobacco trail and all that, aren't you? I am, and there are a lot of greenways yeah. um, here. And I was raised in Virginia. Um,
2: About 30, 45 minutes from Virginia Tech, so right in the mountains, and it's equally as beautiful there. So I think that appreciation for the nature and for outdoors is just who I am, you know, because I was raised in that area, in a, a more rural area, and, you know, the ability to be able to get out and be on the greenway and walk and run and you know is is a good is a good disconnect time and i think too often now we don't get that time where you can put your phone down and disconnect and just kind of be absolutely yeah. absolutely
0: The seniors on your team right now, um, they're looking toward the future. Uh, You have a couple who have signed already, is that right? I do, I do. We have um, Taylor Barner
2: who's going to the University of Memphis um, to play basketball, and then Olivia Tucker who's gonna go to Campbell University to play basketball. And then Kirsten Smalls is actually gonna go to NC State to run track.
0: That's great. Yeah, a yeah. So she is
2: a phenomenal athlete. Um, last year, I think during indoor, we played in the conference championship on a Friday night, and she went and won the indoor high jump on Saturday and may have jumped once or twice throughout the year. You know, we try to work with, with her so that she can get some jumps in so she can qualify, and she's doing the same thing this year. Um, so, you know, in addition to us getting a, a state championship ring, she got one of her own that she earned by herself. That's amazing. Um, indoors, so yeah, she's an incredible two-sport athlete. And you've got a former athlete at um, Wake Forest, I Madison? Do. Madison Jordan is at Wake Forest. Um, and then Amira Ofunian that graduated last year is at UMES playing basketball as well. So those are our two seniors from last year that, that went on. Do you get that proud mama moment? I do, they- I do. We are going to try and catch um, Maddie next Thursday. They come to Duke and play. So as a team, we're going to go and and watch her. Um, and then UMES doesn't get here mm-hmm. until later in the season. I think it's like mid February when they get. So
0: we'll definitely try and see if we can't catch Amira as well when she gets close. So I have on um, social media. It's actually one of my um, most watched videos of you last year when we were <laughs> when we were at your game. Um, because how do I describe you? Passionate, <laughs> maybe <laughs> into the game. Let's say that. But you are so fun to watch, Danielle. Like. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure that we had a camera trained on you pretty much the whole time we were there because you're walking, you're, you know, you're kneeling, you're into it. You're, ha- where does that come from? Like, are you excited? Are you just, I think it's what I love. Like, that's where my heart is. These are my girls. Like, I
2: think if you're outside of coaching, it's hard to, it's hard to grasp that you spend hours and hours a day with these girls for four years. Um, and, you know, that team last year, as well as this team, you know these girls have been program changers for us, and we've went through the wars, and we've there have been blood, sweat, tears, the whole thing, and I think you know I have students go, "Ms Sullivan, like you're not like that in class. We didn't know you're, you're very even kill, and you know I'm you know I'm, I'm not loud in class, I don't ever raise my voice, you know my classroom runs pretty, I'm, I'm pretty routine. Mm-hmm and then they come and see me on the sidelines and they're like who are you and and I don't know that I even realize it until I watch it back or I see pictures and I'm like I really jumped. And the girls will like it's become like the kneeling squat. The girls do it all the time. And I, I don't even have to ask because I know. I'm like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Um, you know, or they talk about the fist bump that I jump and do that is so impulsive and so not planned or thought through. But I mean, basketball makes me happy. And I've played since I was five. So, you know, I don't know a world without it. So I think that is that is one of my greatest loves and passions in life is is basketball and coaching and it comes across and, let me tell you It's just who I am. It's
0: so wonderful to watch and it's one of those um I I feel like basketball coaches take it a step further as far as like being on the sidelines. Like y'all look slick <laughs> on the sideline. You got the tie and the jacket and the, you know, the nice clothes. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the video I have of you, you're in like a leopard number, some sort of Panther situation going on. It's wonderful <laughs> to see. I yeah. really, really enjoy it. And it, it got amusing because of that outfit
2: there I wore, except for one game in playoffs, every single game. (laughs) And I may or may not be a little superstitious. And the girls were like, you know, Coach, we got to wear that. I mean, it's funny. We played at Green Level two. We're playing Green Level Tuesday, and the outfit I wore was completely picked out by the girls. They were like, no, 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 we need these. These are these are the pants we need, and we need you to wear these heels. And you know, fortunately, in the last four years, we haven't had a lot. I haven't had to retire a lot of outfits. Um, but if we lose, I'm not wearing it again. Like, it goes to the back of the closet. Yeah. Um, so that one, you know, when we were making our run, I was like, I'm sure people are tired of seeing it. Yeah. I'm sure pictures are tired of being like, I'm. you can look through and you see that same cardigan in every single. Now, I haven't brought it out at all this year. Um, but it was it just worked yeah. and there was never a question like when you're thinking oh what are you gonna wear for the cha- state championship I knew I knew you know a week before this is what I'm gonna wear like yeah. this is what I've worn for the last five rounds I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change it now so um you know it. I tend to get in a routine a rut whatever you want to call it but once we've won and been successful and then there's a the level of How successful were we? Did we play really well? Did we win and it was ugly? Like, there's a whole, you know
0: when did I wear this again? You know, I'll go back through pictures and be like, oh, I wore it for that game. Ah, you know. So I love it is, this. I didn't know when I mentioned this that I was going to get. A whole. Yeah. It's a,
2: yes, it's a whole thing. It's that's, a
0: whole thing. That's just making my day that you're like, you're coordinating with how your girls play. Mm-hmm. And that they know it. They do. They know it. They absolutely know it. It yes. sounds like you guys have a really good synergy, um, which is obviously, you know, it, it translates to the court. Like they trust you, it seems like. They do. They do. And uh, But uh, that trust has been built
2: like it wasn't you know these this group of seniors were my COVID year they came in and we all wore masks and we could practice for an hour and a half and we tested you know we checked them when they came in the door and asked them a whole list of questions and took their temperature we practiced and then they went out one door and the boys team came in the other door Mm -hmm. so I think that I think now four years later you were it was almost like a forced trust and a force because the unknown was so great Mm -hmm. and you had parents sending kids to us and you know, people had all different beliefs and levels of comfort, but these girls came every day and they, kids are resilient. Like, I think sometimes we forget that. Like, they would do anything we ask them to do. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we got, you tell me I got to wear a mask to play basketball? Sure. I want to play basketball. Like, I want some sense of normalcy. So these, this group of seniors, like it took you know, I swore that Taylor and Olivia looked at me like I had six heads for the most part of their freshman year because I couldn't see anything but their eyes. I couldn't get a feel for what their response was, what they were thinking. There was, and I just think your interaction's so different when all you look at is their eyes, that that was it. Yeah. Um, and you know, and that was that entire freshman year. Uh, so I think it, it was like, okay, I'm coming into a brand new high school that is not small. There's 2,600 kids here. Mm-hmm. Into an environment that's uncomfortable. We were online learning, and this is my only out. And now I'm going to play for this lady who is can you know be 100 miles an hour on the basketball court. And so I think we've really worked hard. Our our staff as a whole um, have really worked hard to build those relationships and build that trust. And and I think they know. Like I would go to war with for them. Any day and they know, okay, if I need something and I need something done or I need somebody in my corner, coach has got my back. That's come through four years of seeing growth and struggle and seeing them mature and being able to see them on all levels. You know, it's not just the basketball piece. If they get in trouble at home, I'm the first one to know. If they fail a test, I'm the first one to know. If they do something there, they'll be way more honest with me than they probably are their parents, you know, because it's that level of trust. Like, I just need somebody in my corner outside of mom and dad, and they know, like, okay, she may not like what I have to say, and I may not like what she responds with, but there's a level of trust there that. You know I, I do want what's best for them and there is that relationship
0: piece. And that kind of brings our conversation full circle because you know those seniors who were there with you in the pandemic they're probably going to pass that trust on to all of the other classes after it and so going forward as we get further away from the pandemic keeping that mm-hmm. is probably going to be I would assume um, a key. It, it's, good. it's huge
2: um, you know we have four in our senior class um, I have one junior but then and one freshman So, you know, there's seven sophomores in this class um, and seven, you know, there's also some sophomores on JV as well. So that sophomore class is kind of our recovery class, I feel like, for us. I think it may be different at other schools, but at Panther Creek specifically, that sophomore class is kind of that pandemic bounce back where kids thought, okay, like, because I think, you know, during the pandemic, kids found that if they didn't really love basketball, basketball season demands a lot. You know, we span two semesters which is hard. Mm -hmm. We span Thanksgiving. We span, you know, go through Christmas. Um, We practice on Saturdays. So I'm asking a lot of them. And I think kids found when they were at home that I can can fill my time with something else. I don't love that or really want to give my time to that. And I think that sophomore class is the first class that kind of came back to school full time. And I feel like has gotten their life back of post-pandemic stuff. So I think... These four seniors, the two prior to them are super instrumental in the impact that our program will have, you know, going forward.
0: Coach Danielle Sullivan, I want to thank you again for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Um, Congratulations again on last year's accolades and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you. Next week on High School Hoops, it's the 2024 season finale as Nightdale travels to Millbrook. The game will air at 8 p.m. on MyRDC. You can stream the game at MyRDCTV.com watch and on Facebook Live. Thanks for tuning in to Game Time in the Triangle. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and you'll get notifications when a new episode airs. If you have a high school sports story you'd like to share, email us at WRDCsports at sbgtv.com.